1: Hey everyone, it's Whitney from WhitneyDanielle.com and NetworkAndSpill.com. And I'm excited about this episode as I am most of the episodes because I'm talking with someone who has a lot of information around wealth and around being prepared, which is something that I think a lot of us need to hear more of. And so we're going to make this conversation fun. Don't worry. Um, But I'm also excited because this guest really helps with businesses and with people right? So if you have a business or if you do not, this episode will work for you, right? And then also make sure you share it with your friends and your business owners. But today I have Miss Jerika Carter. She's based out of New Orleans. I met her through a colleague and then through Clubhouse. As you know, most of my guests this year are from Clubhouse. It's been great. And she is a wealth development mogul. She started off with a tax firm, like an actual tax firm, and that's developed into a wealth development institute and company. And she works with people, like I said, one-on-one to help build their actual credit and do different things there, as well as with businesses. And so today's conversation is about preparing for your taxes. It's funny, every year I hear my business friends complaining or just dreading the tax part of the year and just dealing with it and submitting all of that the documentation. So we're going to get into. Do it. We're gonna get into how to not be messy with your taxes as a solopreneur. And I'm excited. So without further ado, hi Drika. Welcome to Network and Spill. Hi Whitney. Thank you for having me. I am so excited to be here. Thank you for that awesome introduction. I'm excited to have you because again, we there's a and I know you see it, right? I know being in the industry, you see people and they probably come to you with like a mess of a situation. Is that, is that true? Or are they kind of ahead of the curve when they meet up with you and ask for help? So
0: we have, I would say, 50-50, We have some people that are organized, they have everything down to the T, that are asking the questions that need to be asked um, of their professional. And then we have the other people that are finding all of these different tips on social media and they're running with that. They're just completely unorganized. They come from a different tax professional that maybe didn't educate them on certain things. It's, it's just the best of both worlds. That's why I just love taxes and just educating people on how to get better with their tax situation, how to read their taxes, and how to understand
1: the tax law and the tax code and how to make it work for them. Mm. There we go. Okay. So that makes sense. People are bringing you questions. So we'll get into some of the questions that people ask you because I feel like we're ready to go. But I did want to give people a little background into you as an individual and as a business owner. So walk us through kind of the last couple of years and where you have been and maybe where you are like today.
0: Sure. So Carter Capital started in 2013, right after I graduated from undergrad. Keep in mind, y'all, that I am a first Generation college graduate, I did not have a blueprint on going to college, you know, joining a sorority or the American dream or going to corporate or whatever, right? My dream was to be an entrepreneur. I've always seen my dad be an entrepreneur. I've seen my grandfathers be entrepreneurs, right? And, you know, one of them, but the other one, I didn't. But my dad always educated me on how he was an entrepreneur, gave me pictures of my great grandparents were entrepreneurs, right? And nobody, I would say, they taught us things about entrepreneurship, but I didn't see anybody in full-time entrepreneurship. Everybody was a part-time entrepreneur, still had that uh, sustainability with going back to work, having a nine-to-five, which nothing is wrong with having a nine-to-five and, and being an entrepreneur, but Listen, long story short, I didn't have a blueprint. So me graduating from college, me being a team mom, me starting my own business without the coaches, without the blueprints, without the Instagrams kind of gave me a full surface leash on life, right? So basically in 2013, I decided to start my tax company, always loved numbers, wanted to be an accountant, graduated undergrad and accounting and small business entrepreneurship, right? And so- Fast forward, that first season after me being a tax professional, I only ended up with six clients, right? And I always go back to it. I remember it so vividly that if I would have quit as six clients, I would not be the person I am today, the mom, the wife, the entrepreneur, the author, the speaker, or anything that I am today if I would have stopped or got discouraged as six clients. So kept going, those six clients in turn with their word of mouth referrals brought me more clients. So keep in mind, I was still working at home. It was a virtual tax office at this point. And this is before virtual tax offices were even a thing. This was back in 2013. So the next year, 2014, I ended up with maybe 20 clients. And it continued there. I've always always had the process down, but I did not have like the marketing and you know the budgeting because I was bootstrapping, right? So I'm seeing, I'm going through this process, and I'm feeling everything that it is to be an entrepreneur. And I'm thinking, hey, this is why nobody was full time entrepreneur. This is why people kept their day jobs. This is why, right? Because it's it's strenuous. It's the struggle that we go through as entrepreneurs, but. It all works out in the end. So, you know, fast forward, I kept growing. I kept growing. About around year six is when I got in my first office suite. The office was literally in the back of someone else's office. You know, it worked for me. I didn't have to pay rent that year. We just, I just had to manage her office. I managed her office and I I started to hire somebody. I hired one of my cousins. She was a tax professional with me. I taught her everything I knew, right? No curriculum, just went on the IRS website and taught her everything I knew about filing taxes. The next year, this is year seven. This is around 2020 now. I got into my own office. It was like a thousand square foot office, three suites in there. I got my own office, got a reception area, got a content studio, full bathroom, Everything, right? So I'm like, okay, this is the space I need to be in. Now I need to go big. I wanted to invest in myself. I started getting billboards. I started hiring a team, marketing team, content team. I started to build. And I was like, okay, my clientele is becoming small business owners. They're asking me to do other tasks. It's beyond taxes. So I'm I'm registering businesses. I'm giving people credit tips because they've seen me Fix my credit and I've expressed it like on social media. Now we're in the social media era, right? So I went through all of this as an entrepreneur and just going to going through my journey, right? And uh fast forward, year seven was the year that my tax company made six figures. After all of those years, me doing taxes, me being experienced, year seven, 2020, in the midst of a pandemic, we made six figures doing just taxes. That's not even counting the other services that we were offering. So I went back to the drawing board and I always tell people that a business plan is a growing living document. I went back to my business plan and I realized that the things that I set forth in my initial business plan back in 2012 in undergrad that it was coming to fruition, and I was like, "Man, this! I need to go. I need to set bigger goals. I need to see where I'm going to be ten years from now. I need to see where I'm going to be five years from now. I need to start growing my team, and that's what I did. I hired a COO of my company. I hired a director of operations. I hired two executive assistants. I hired a credit operations manager, and also my husband came on as a um, co-founder and CEO as well. So. We just started building from there. I developed all of the vision, the mission, what I wanted to do with the community, how I wanted to build wealth using the service that I was already offering, such as taxes, credit, personal credit, business credit, business taxes, and as well as teach people. So the premise came from building that generational wealth that I kind of took y'all on the journey of seeing my dad, seeing my grandfather, and then Having something to pass down to my daughters, right? They know how to do taxes. They know how to do data entry. They know what it takes to run a tax firm. So it's nothing that they're gonna um, receive that they don't want, or they don't know, or they're not they're not educated about, right? Once they receive these tax firms, you know, through their wills and trusts, when they get to a certain age, or once they graduate college, right, they're able to see. My mom built this wealth for us. My dad built this wealth for us. This company, I see about the long nights. I see why they were doing this. I see why they were building a team. I see the culture that they've built in the community that they've built. And fast forward from 2020, 2021 was one of our biggest years. We helped over 97 business owners receive over $4 million in funding. We helped over a hundred, no, over 50 homeowners become homeowners, fix their credit and become homeowners. We've helped over 200 business owners become legit, like legalize their business, get LLCs in whatever state that they're in. And also we've, we had over 200 graduates in 2021 from our college. So where we teach all of these things, whether it's credit, whether it's taxes, whether it's business, We teach it. And that's how I grew from a tax firm to a wealth development firm and institute. And our unique selling proposition is we're the only 24-hour wealth development firm and institute, Carter
1: Capital, P-L-L-C. Wow. That was awesome. Definitely love the journey and really seeing how you've gotten to this point. And the things that were a part of that from the very beginning to today and then your family, I think that's really cool that you were able to share that knowledge and, and, and do the actual wealth building from within your own family. Um, I think that's very cool. And it's interesting, right? A lot of people start their businesses in different ways. And I've had a lot of people this year on the show who have done really well with their businesses during the pandemic. Like they just were thriving and whether it was, they had an idea around that time and it just happened to blow up during that 2020, 2021 year, or like you, they had been building toward that and it's just circumstantial. It just happened that way. So either way, I'm glad. It's so inspiring to hear. I know there are people listening, whether they're in the wealth management arena or not, it is always inspiring to hear someone's story as an entrepreneur from where they kind of came from, whether it's school or something else or corporate, to where they are today. So thank you for sharing that. Um, I definitely, definitely want to talk more about your family stuff in a bit, but I did want to get into like the clients and how you were helping people with, like you said, you made the six figures with just doing tax things. So let's get into the nitty-gritty around how you help these folks individually, especially those who have small businesses, right? Um, And we can have other conversations later about maybe one-on-one, like personal finance, and then maybe like larger companies. But for the small businesses, which I feel like most of the people listening are in that realm, um, and maybe also personal, obviously, but like, what are some of the things that you've really helped people be able to do and the things that you've been able to help them save, even outside of the obvious being money? Absolutely. So the number one thing, and you said something interesting,
0: right? The number one thing that I think that happened during the pandemic was people didn't have a plan B. So it forced everybody into the space of let me get a plan B or let me stop operating my business as a hobby or let me stop running my business, letting my business run me. Right. And then we became the enlightened entrepreneurs. We became the organized entrepreneurs due to the fact that we weren't able to qualify for certain things because we were uneducated, right? And so I always encourage entrepreneurs to seek higher up help, right? Vent up. Like a lot of people don't realize that you have people in your circle or you have people that are around you that can help you out of the space that you're in, whether you are feeling uneducated, unmotivated, whether you're feeling overwhelmed, whether you're feeling like you have everything going or you feel like I know everything. I I don't need any extra help or any additional hands on deck, but you're still a solopreneur. Yes, you do in order to grow, right? And so the main thing that I help entrepreneurs with is we always start with mindset. I start with mindset we do mindset coaching before you even enter any of my programs. And then once, you, once you've once you conquered that mindset and you understand the mindset of an entrepreneur is not that of a regular or, or average person, right? Entrepreneurs' light bulbs are always on. We're always ready to risk it all. And those things are important as it relates to entrepreneurs. But I also want you to understand the financial situation of it, and and that's a reality that we need to face. Sometimes we need to budget for certain things. We cannot continue to expect more if we don't know what to do with less, right? I always tell entrepreneurs and individuals that more money is not going to solve your problems if you don't know how to manage money. So managing money, managing your mindset, and then managing your business. Operate your business like a business. Your business needs to be structured properly. It needs to be protected. It needs to have a plan. Okay? So all of these things are key components to be successful. And then another thing that you need to do as a, as a person and as a professional is be consistent. You need to show up. You need to show up on all platforms. You need to show up as a professional. You need to show up as an expert every time every time. And I don't mean like physically dressed. I mean actually showing up. When you show up on a podcast, when you show up on a platform, when you show up at a networking event, when you show up on social media, don't show up as your regular self. Show up as an expert. Show people a different side of you that they haven't seen, especially if you're a new entrepreneur and you want people to take you and your brand serious. You want them to see you in a different light. You want them to see you as Whoa! I need to re meet Drica because I haven't seen this side of Drica. I haven't heard her speak this way. I haven't. I didn't know that she can teach me these things. I didn't know that she were going, was going to take me on this journey. Show up and that will bring you the community that you're trying to build. It will bring you the it will bring out the authenticity in you. It will bring out it will create the content that you're trying to bring to the table. Everybody's looking at social media and they think, "Hey, I just need to show up and post something." No, you need to post something intentional. You need to get followers that are going to convert to sales, right? You need to build your audience. You need you don't just need to drop something. You need to prepare them for launch. Build anticipation. Grab a wait list. I I can go all day. I mean,
1: I mean, I could drop some gems, Whitney. What, what you want me to say here? <laughs> no, this is really good. This is really good, and I can feel the energy and the and the movement in the right direction that a lot of us need to be going. So I love this. I love that you start with mindset. I think that is huge. I think it's huge for everything. Anything as it relates to business, as it relates to personal development, all of that—it it really does. And and I love what you said about—and I know this for—I know this for a fact because this is me. It doesn't matter how much money you make if you're not managing it well. Making more doesn't really matter, and that is so true. It is. So true. And it's, it's true for me, at least it's been because I've had contracts where I've dealt with, you know, large amounts of money and it's just like, it just magically, it just magically disappears. And that's because I didn't have certain things in place and I wasn't managing my money at the time. This was 10 years ago, managing my money at the time in a way that was serving me and serving my goals. And serving my future and stuff like that. So you live and you learn, you live and you learn, but I do know that to be true. And we know that as well, right? With the lottery people, people win the lottery all the time. And they say they win the lottery and I don't know the percentages anymore, but like they don't typically have money forever. The people win all this money and then it, something always happens. It's just part of the process. And that's one of like the easiest ways to parallel for people is that if you were to come into a big lump sum of money, or if your business were to blow up in the best way, and you were to get a bunch of clients and a bunch of, or customers or sales or whatever it is, and you had that number, whatever that number is, a crazy high number, would you know what to do with it? Would you know how to manage it? Would you have the mental capacity to be able to, to say, okay, I have self-control. I'm going to organize myself. I know I can do blah 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 and then go in the right direction. I think that's that's a big that's a big undertaking, but doing the work with you it sounds like helps people get into better situations to make all kinds of such situ- all kinds of like Decisions, decisions, and choices that are in alignment with them. So I love that, and yeah, you could definitely. Can I
0: chime in also? Yeah. So with that being said, a lot of times we want to make the six figures. We want to. We put these goals on ourselves, and we say, "I want to make six figures," but what you end up doing is you make six figures. It runs through your hands so fast. You don't even know what happened because you're making six figures and now you're starting to increase the things that you're spending on. Oh, I have more money for marketing. Oh, I have more money for this new bag that I want. I have more money for everything that I think I've ever wanted in life. And you spend more instead of budgeting more and saving more and investing more and making more smarter decisions that are going to make you more in investing or return on investment than just making more money. So definitely keep an eye on that. When you increase your income, that does not mean you need to increase your spending. That's how you build wealth. Make sure that you're not increasing your spending just based on your income because income will fluctuate, especially as an entrepreneur.
1: Yes. And that right there needs to be the audio clip of the day. Um, clip it. I just made that up. It's clip and snippet together. But that's that's exactly right. You're exactly right. And I've done that. I think a lot of us have done that. I can't be the only one. I made more, right? I had this contract once. I was getting a per diem. So I was making even more than what they were already paying me. And I went a little bit crazy. I was going to all the business conferences. I was buying all the business things. If somebody sold me something and I had it, I was like, turn up, let's go. And I kept doing that. I kept doing that. And I think when you don't have a plan and you know, the quote, I've said it before, like if you plan, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Like that's exactly what can happen in your finances too. And so when you don't have a place for money, when you don't know how to organize yourself, it it does make a difference. So, and it makes, it could make a negative impact on on what you're trying to do. And then you wake up, you know, six months later, six weeks, six years later, you're like, damn, I had all of this money coming in and what do I have to show for it? what can I say that I did with that money? And again, we can't go backwards. All we can go is forward. But with the mindset piece being one of the first things you work on, I think that's important because a lot of us get stuck in these cycles of making poor decisions, of doing what we did when we were younger. Um, we've had other folks on the show this year for Financial Literacy Month who talked about money mindset and those types of things. So if you guys missed those episodes, please go back up. Um, I want to say Financial Literacy Month was April. And we had several people on the show talking just about money. So if that's something that you're really struggling with, definitely tap into those episodes, definitely follow Drika. And by the way, Drika's Instagram, she's got a couple, but I want to make sure you have her main one. And that is Drika spelled D-R-I-C-K-A, the letter M like Mary Carter. So Drika M Carter. Carter is her IG page, and you'll see her other IG pages that are attached. She's got the Carter Capital P LLC page. That's another one. So just tap in with her there, so that you can see what she's got going on. You can see her her face, her pictures. You know, we'll be going on Instagram Live in a couple of days, so stay tuned for that. Um, but yeah, I love this. And so you come on this platform and you help people and you inspire people to make better money decisions. So. When it comes to tax preparation, can you give us maybe a few things they can do with just the tax prep for a small business? Yes,
0: I want you to start by being organized with your finances. So the first tip I would give is, separating your funds. Do not commingle funds. So all business owners, whether you're a startup or whether you're an experienced business on the way to exit, right? You should have three business bank accounts for each venture that you're pursuing. One will be your income account. That will be a business checking account with your bank, whoever you bank with. I like Navy Federal. I like PNC Bank. I like Bank of America, and I mean, Wells, Wells Fargo is fine. And when you're, you're getting a little bit better, I want you to go ahead and get you a Charles Schwab account. If you are local in Louisiana, I love Fidelity. Go ask for a power account. If you are in Louisiana, Fidelity Bank is the number one bank for women entrepreneurs. Ask for a power account. It will change your life. Be active in the power community. Join the directory. Listen, that's a little snippet for, that's a little gem for y'all in New Orleans. But definitely make sure you separate your funds. The first account is your business income checking. The second account is going to be your business checking, but for expenses, all of your expenses should come from this account. This is gonna also help you with bookkeeping. So once you sign up with, let's say, QuickBooks or Wave apps, Right, You can connect these business accounts and it will categorize everything that you are spending, everything that you're making as far as your income. It will categorize it in different categories so that when it's time to file your taxes, your deductions and credits are already there. You don't have to go back and save receipts. You don't have to go through this long process of creating spreadsheets and um, you know, saving reports and business, all of the things that you're used to doing. This will kill that. Okay. This will also help you when you're looking for funding. So if you're looking for a grant or if you're looking for a loan, a, business, a bank to invest in your business or investor, angel investor, right? you want to give them the income account, the account that is that has all the money coming in. So from your website, from your Linktree, from your Stripe, your Square, Venmo, whatever you have connected that has income coming in from the business, you will want that to be connected to your QuickBooks so it can track all of the income you're coming in. And this is what you will hand over to the bank, to the investor with your business plan and say, hey, I've made X amount of dollars. I am looking for you to invest X amount of dollars into my company, not into me, into my company. This this is what I mean by separating you, the CEO, from your business. Um, And also, the third account that you guys need to have is a business savings account. I have so many, I hear so many gurus talking about Get a business bank account, get an LLC, get an EIN number, but we never talk about separating those business bank accounts. We never talk about not commingling the funds of your personal life and your business life, meaning you shouldn't be swiping ladies. You shouldn't be swiping your business card for a manicure if it's not specifically for you to go handle business, such as a photo shoot, uh, an event that you're attending that's for business, a networking event, or something like that. That is not business. So your personal, um, your personal card needs to be swiped for that instance. If you're not getting a wig for a photo shoot or interview or class that you're about to teach or attend, you do not need to swipe your business card for that. Make sense? I, I want to make sure that I'm, I'm reaching everyone. But definitely have those three accounts become organized. Create your business plan so that even when you're talking to your tax professional, they can tell you, hey, you're profitable in this area, you may need to drop this service or add it to a package deal because it's not selling, right? We need to we need to be able to structure your business for growth and sustainability, not just have you coming to me as a, as a taxpayer every year and you're getting back a refund. If you're never getting to the level where you need to pay taxes, then your business is not making money. Everybody talks about, oh, living a tax-free life and all of these things, right? But if you're not paying taxes to the IRS, your business is not making money.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, there you have it, y'all. Those are some fantastic tips. Definitely look up those banks. I know I follow a couple of uh, folks in the finance world, and um, I know a lot of people do not like Wells Fargo and Bank of America, but there are so many other options now. So I do think it's important to research them. I don't know if you guys remember, I had uh, Mykel on the show from Bougie Bud- Budgeter. Um, she's been on the show twice now. She talks a lot about, she was the first person who told me just like for personal stuff to have multiple accounts. And I was like, Oh cool. And I think she was also the person that referred um, one of the, the business banks that I use now um, called Novo. Um, so there's a lot of other banks out there. I think you definitely want to do your due diligence and get the right accounts and, Find banks that match what you're, you know, trying to do and that offer what you need and what you might need in the future and that have good customer service and all those things. But that's fantastic. All of that is fantastic. I love the organization. and we talk about that, but a lot of us don't do it enough. I actually posted something the other day that talked about people not being organized, thinking that their their life and that their finances and that their businesses are the issue or that they're messy when in reality they just lack organization. And to me, that was huge, right? I, we've all been there. You've been in the house where you haven't had time to clean, you haven't done your laundry, you haven't done the dishes. Everything's kind of a mess. And energetically, you feel like what? You feel disheveled, you feel messy, you feel all over the place. It just doesn't feel right, especially if you're kind of a neat freak like myself. It just does not feel good. It's like you're wearing like wet, soggy <laughs> socks or something. You went outside and you're still wearing them. It, it gives that kind of a vibe. But the minute you start cleaning up, The minute you start to do the dishes and put the laundry away and dust and vacuum, it's like all of a sudden the energy shifts. You start to feel better because you know everything is where it's supposed to be and you don't have that stress following you around anymore. It's like the cloud is lifted. So I really do think that getting organized should be a top priority. For a lot of people, 1,000, 1,000%. If your mindset is on point, but you don't have the organization, please work on the organization. If your organization is on point, like you have shit where it's supposed to be, but your mindset isn't right, then you need to work on that. I think it's important for us to call a spade a spade and understand where we are and what we need to change. Hey, can we take a pause real quick? I just wanna let y'all know, this is exclusive and time sensitive. If you're hearing this, there's a really good chance that either I have a spot open or I have a spot opening on my one-on-one program that I offer. So I only do four slots at a time because this is like the most intense, thorough, intimate way to work with me ever. This is my creme de la creme, like four bad bitches only. This is for solopreneurs, who have a nine to five, who work in corporate, who have some sort of job that they are doing and that they're doing really well, but who also have a side hustle or a business that they are running on the side and they want to build and streamline their goals towards. A lot of us have strategy. A lot of us have plans here and there, but most of us don't have accountability. A lot of us don't have a support system that's solid and the rest of us aren't organized and have strong boundaries, have routines, like all of that. So I'm going to help you get it all together. This is a three-month intensive one-on-one coaching program where you have full access to me via Voxer. We have seven seven one-on-one calls with each other throughout the three months. And you get routines, you get customized affirmations and audios and all kinds of things to help you succeed. So check out the link. It's in the show notes. It's also on my website, whitneydanielle.com. If you have questions, DM me, send me an audio note. Let me know if you know someone who needs to get their shit together in this manner, send me their information. I will totally hook you up for the referral. That's it. That's all I wanted to say let's get back to the episode. So Drika just gave several tips for starting points for folks. Anything else? What are some of your like top questions that you get from people who reach out to you?
0: My top questions are usually like, what credits do I qualify for? Can I deduct everything? And I always have to go back and educate, especially brand new entrepreneurs, because they're Following everybody's blueprint, right? When you're a new entrepreneur, everything someone else says that's been in business longer than you seems like a gem, <laughs> right? And then I have to go back and educate them and say, hey, that may not apply to your tech situation. Every single person, individual, entrepreneur, tech situation is different. So I don't want you to write off everything And you may be in a position that you want to purchase a home within the next year or so. So that's a part of my interview process. I ask you, like, what are your goals? Do you want to purchase a home? Are you going to be looking to purchase commercial property soon? Are you going to be looking to purchase a car? Because if entrepreneurship is your only source of income... They're going to be a bit a bit str- more strenuous on you because th- this is not verifiable income because you're an entrepreneur. So we have to separate. We also have to think about paying ourselves. We think that every dollar that our business makes is our money, and it's not because if we're taking if I if my business made a hundred dollars, let me let me make a, a clear proof life example. Right, if I, my business Carter Capital makes a hundred dollars today, and I take one hundred dollars, one hundred percent of this hundred dollars. From Carter Capital. What does Carter Capital have today? $0, right? So how are we going to build Carter Capital up without leaving some money into Carter Capital? So the next entryway that I would tell people is making sure they're using some method of breaking down their finances. So such as the 50, I say, now some people say 50, 30, 20, but I break it down a little bit further I say 50% is for your needs, that's ne- that's necessities, your rent, your car note if you have a car, your water, your, your food, all of those things, right? Your household, that's the 50%. So half of that $100 that I just got from Carter Capital is already gone, $50 is going towards my house. That's not even paying myself, okay? And then I have 10% because I'm a Christian, has to go to, the, to, to tithes, right? So now I'm already at 60% of this $100 that I just made. And then you want to have something on the side for taxes. You want to have something on the side for debts. You want to have something on the side for savings. Why would we have the savings account that we just opened if we're not going to save? Okay, so you can break down the savings and the debt and do that like five and five. And that's another 10%. So we're at 70. And then, of course, you have your wants. So we need to put budget our wants. Everybody talks about self-care and everybody talks about you know taking a day off. But if you taking a day off in your business means that you're not going to make money on that day, then we need another source of income to replace that, right? So we definitely need to break down our money into quadrants, into envelopes, into whatever it is that we need because everybody's household looks different. You may not have a mortgage. You may not have that large bill. So 50% may not be... You know much more of your income that you're taking out. So just think about what it is that you need to do. Sometimes you need to just go back to black and white pen and paper and write down all of your bills. Another thing I like to tell individuals and entrepreneurs, subscriptions. Subscriptions are sometimes a silent killer. So sometimes we need to unsubscribe from things. Sometimes we're paying for things that we're not even using, Right, so definitely pay attention to what you're subscribing to. If your kids are on YouTube all day, subscribe to YouTube Premium. If they're not watching Netflix, maybe you don't need Netflix. But you know, if you're watching HBO Max or you're not watching all of the channels on cable, maybe you don't need cable. Maybe you just need a few subscriptions. Just think about where your money is going. If you don't have a plan for your money, then your money is gonna go wherever.
1: Yeah, and that's exactly what we don't want. Um, yeah. So we need a plan. And I've made I told you, I've made that mistake. This is important. This is very, very important. Okay. So, so there, I, I,
0: Whitney, I literally made these mistakes. And so like the the whole premise of what I do and how I do it was because I've made these mistakes and I don't want anyone else to make those mistakes or so have to, you know, feel feel like they're broke or broken or can't survive or can't make, make ends meet. And I've been a single mom. I've been in all of these places. I've been working two and three jobs. I've been a college student while working. I've been all in all of these seats, right? As well as growing through entrepreneurship, investing my last into something and thinking, okay, I'm going to get a return on investment because I'm an entrepreneur and all of these things. I've been there. And so me coming full circle, helping other people not have to fall into those gaps, and building a wealth as we go along, my clients actually like literally grow with me. I still have those first six clients that I started with in 2013. They're still with me. And that was back when I was charging maybe 150 for tax preparation. And now it's literally, sometimes it depends on your situation. It could be in the thousands per return. So just having people that grew with me from 150 all the way into the thousands and they have thriving businesses and seeing you know, what I was able to do or what I was able to help them do is really why I do what I do.
1: Yeah. And I think it's also nice because you get to learn from each other and each other's mistakes. So, you know, things that you do or maybe that you've done, you know, people can learn from and vice versa. So we're all going to make different mistakes. Sometimes we'll make the same mistakes, but I think it is really important to be around people just in general, just in general, as business owners, as grownups, I think it's important for us to be able to look and see what people are doing and if we want to go down that route or not. And then if someone says, yeah, I made this mistake, you, you learn from that and you take what came out of that situation, good, bad, or ugly, and you say, okay, cool, noted. Now I understand for the future what not to do or what to do differently, and then you can pivot. So we really have, I think, these little gold mines with, within our own communities So when you see, like for instance, I had learned not even that long ago. Actually, wasn't it wasn't when I first got my business cards, but I learned not too long ago that really the ramifications that come with swiping your business card for personal stuff. So, and I don't even know where it was or what it was. If it was a podcast I listened to or someone on Instagram or on Clubhouse, but someone had made the comment that when you use your business card, which you just said a minute ago, right? Using your business card for like a mani petty if it's not business related, using your, your business card for stuff like that makes you look to, I guess the IRS, it makes you look bad because it looks like you can't manage having the separate accounts or that you're not properly managing it. So how can they trust that everything that you are reporting and that you're saying you're doing in your business, you're actually doing. And that to me was really interesting because I hadn't thought about it that way. I'm like, yeah, okay, it makes sense. Like, you have a business card, use it for business reasons. If you have, you know, personal, use it for personal. But the fact that, like, if you were to be audited and that were exactly. to come up, yep. it looks bad. If so. you were to be audited and they
0: see that you're commingling cool, funds, they might snatch all of the credits that you added to your return. So you don't want to be in that situation. Or a lot of times, some. I mean, a a lot of times y'all people go to tax professionals and they're looking at the bottom line number. They're looking at what they're taking home. They're not thinking about what the tax professionals charging or anything like that, or they may not even know what's on their tax return. They just know, Hey, I'm getting a refund. I'm satisfied with the amount. I'm in a vine for money or whatever the situation may be because everybody lives differently. Some people wait for this lump sum of money to kind of pay back debts or get ahead on bills and and things of that sort but accurate reporting is so 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 essential because they can go back on you for three years so for example i want to give a real time example if whitney were to come to me as her tax professional and i didn't know whitney from anything but she just downloaded our app and submitted everything and we completed her tax return and whitney's like okay great I didn't ask Whitney, does she do anything on the side? Does she have a podcast that she can monetize? Does she make money off social media? I didn't ask anything. I just submitted Whitney's W-2s. I didn't do any deductions or any credits or anything. And I could have left $10,000 on the table for Whitney. And then the IRS comes back and audits her For 2019, because she didn't report this business that she has an EIN number for, that she has a business bank account for, that she's completely structured the proper way and qualifies for credits and deductions. Now, Whitney's in trouble, and guess what? Whitney does not want to be my client anymore because I did not do my due diligence as her tax professional and say, hey, Whitney, did you do anything on the side? Did anything change this year? Did you have a baby? Did you close a business? Did you move? Did you purchase a home? Did you purchase a car? Right? I didn't ask any of these things. I just took whatever Whitney submitted, and I added it to the IRS website, Whitney signed, she was happy and went off with her refund. That's what I mean by doing your due diligence. That's what I mean by not co-mingling cool funds. That's what I mean by being organized. If you're able to be organized in your business, if you're be, if you're able to be organized in your personal life, you'll definitely be organized in your business. And it's your business, so feel free to pivot. Some things that you may have not been organized with or some things that can wait right? Think about what's what's making me money right now. What are my revenue generating activities right now today? Write those down. Structure those how you want them to be structured. Price point, your labor, your time, what intellectual property is going into this, right? Make sure that everything is systemized. And if you can automate it, automate it. That does not mean hire another person. That means get a system to automate, right? To get that thing going for you and maximize it, 10x that thing, right? And then, Making sure that once you come to the table with your tax professional, you can say, hey, I started this new business. It's a podcast. We run ads on there. We have we host entrepreneurs, which it has grown. We host events. This is all my QuickBooks information. You can download our reports. Coming to me organized like that. Now I can say, oh, OK, Whitney, do you still work that job? Oh, no, I left the job this year. So my tax situation changed. Why am I getting this letter from the IRS? Oh, no problem. Follow me that letter, Whitney. We'll go over it. And I'll say, okay, Whitney, it's just saying that you need to prove these things. Sure. Okay, here's my login information. Here's all of my stuff. Okay, thank you, Whitney. I'll have it completed for you. And now Whitney has no sweat off her back. Whitney is excited to be my client again. Whitney has learned some things about, you know, separating business and personal, making sure that she's always following her business, making sure she's following it the right way. If she is a nine to five slash podcast host or anything else that she has going on for it's business-wise, she can actually structure it and say, okay, I know I made money here for my nine to five. Here's my W-2 and here's my business documents. Here's my EIN number. Here's the money I made, my gross income. Here's the deductions that I spent throughout the year, the expenses, Keeping up my rent, keeping up my supplies, keeping up my inventory, starting to pay myself. This is my payroll expenses. These are my travel expenses. These are my meals, right? These are my advertising expenses as it relates to my business versus her just getting a letter and saying, I'm going to go to another tax professional. I don't know how to read this. Uh, The last person messed my taxes up. I don't know how to talk to the IRS. I'm just frustrated. You don't want, I don't want my clients to feel that way. I always make sure that they understand we have an open door policy. We can speak about anything. If you receive a letter, just let us know. We can handle it. And another thing we do is offer audit protection. So audit protection covers you for those three years that the IRS can go back on you. So definitely stop commingling funds, even with, I'm gonna give you another tidbit too, Whitney, while I'm here, Right. With the personal side, because keep in mind, y'all, whatever you do in personal, you're going to do in business. If you are overdrafting in your personal life, if you are... Get constantly getting NSF fees. If you are constantly living paycheck to paycheck in your personal life, it's going to roll over into business. So you need to discipline yourself in your personal life first financially. You need to have some business bank. I mean, you have to have to have some personal accounts separated. You need a bill account where you can automate. You can put things on auto pay, especially things that are fixed, such as your rent. That's a, or your mortgage. That's a fixed item. If you have something variable like a light bill, like a utility bill, a water bill, then you may want to see that bill before you put it on auto pay. If you have something small like a Netflix, like a HBO Max, Disney Plus, iTunes, right, that can be on auto pay. That can be in your bill account. That's something that you don't have to pay out every month. You know it's going to be $10, $15, $20. That can be on auto pay. You don't have to worry about coming back, figuring out what's the due date on this. Your credit cards, that's going to be due on the same date every month. The only variable there is how much you spend that month. Making sure that you're not paying the minimum on it, right? Making sure that you're using credit more than you're using debit. That's another hack. And just having to pay debit back. So that way, that's another hack for tax season. You can just submit your business or your personal credit card statements. That's another hack if you don't have... Bookkeeping. You can submit your business your business or personal credit card statements and that will be that will show that you've spent this money from this particular time and then you've paid it back using your funds. So it's definitely a bunch of ways to get around things when it comes to taxes, but definitely being organized and having your personal accounts, one bill account, a, a personal check-in account, a once check-in account, and then a savings, of course but just making sure that it's separated, separating your funds, not commingling. That is a big deal, especially in the IRS eyes.
1: And that makes sense. I definitely do think it's important. And like you said about how we handle things, they say how you do one thing is how you do everything. So if we are struggling in our personal finances, it is time to get that under control. That way we can for sure go into the business aspects and do a better job. That's, I think, something that I just don't hear a lot of people talking about enough. Um, And it's okay. Like if you have been living paycheck to paycheck, and that's part of the reason why you want to go into entrepreneurship, like that makes sense to me. That 100% makes sense to me. Of course, maybe the job that you're in, maybe the industry that you're in has a cap. You're just not making enough. Like you're trying to expand. You have a dream. You have a goal. You're really good at doing X, Y, and Z thing. Then definitely go after that. But we have to learn how to manage with what we have, even if it's temporary. And even if it's not what we want at all, even if it is below what we're worth and what our, our means is. So getting creative is important. I was talking in a clubhouse room this morning, really about that exact same thing, getting creative. If you want something bad enough, a lot of times we have to go outside the box and think creatively. We just do. We have to get, we have to get hungry for it. So if you're struggling in your finances and you're tired of it, then it's time to get hungry and to get motivated to make a change, a positive change, so that you can get a hold of your finances for your personal life. And even though you've had the issues in the past, blah, 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 there are things you can do to rework your brain, to get your mind on point, because a lot of it is self-control, um, a lot of it is you know poor planning, not managing things at all, not staying on top of things, avoidance, um, having the poor mindset, having bad Um, limiting, you know, limiting beliefs around money. Um, There are so many things that go behind and into why people act the way they do when it comes to finances. I mean, finances are one of the number one ways that break up relationships. It's really important to get this under control. And as entrepreneurs, if we're going to go down that route, we really do need to make sure we're okay. And we're really solid with our money. Because otherwise, it's just going to make everything messier in the long run. And again, if you don't know what you're doing, if you're struggling, if you're feeling like you're hitting a wall and that you just don't know how to get through and around the money aspect because maybe you're not great at numbers, maybe you suck at budgeting, maybe you have those limiting beliefs and they keep keeping you from getting to your next goal. like Whatever that is, you may have to outsource and get some help. You may have to outsource. That's why we have financial advisors. I've worked with financial advisors. That's why we have so many finance accounts. There are people out there that have so many resources, whether it's journaling prompts, activities you can do, um, budgeting things like spreadsheets or apps. There are so many different ways now to manage your money and to get that on par and on track. So that you can start to get into the business stuff, and I really do think that's a great tip for people listening. If you do if you're at the beginning stages of your business, you haven't really fully gotten out there yet, making a ton of money and getting that uh, tax bill from the IRS when you do your taxes, and you're working on yourself right now, please keep working on yourself. Please take heed to some of this advice and tap into more personal finance because remember when I had Brian McEldery on the show back in April for financial literacy month, we talked about the fact that getting business credit, right? It means a lot more and it's a bit easier, if not a lot easier to do when you have your own personal credit under control. And we talked about that on the episode. He went through, he's got a million credit cards for his business because he handled his personal finance properly. And he had some things to bring to say, yeah, and to prove that he knew how to manage his money. It's hard to get money, right, Drika, when you're not managing your own properly and your own receipts kind of don't show. Right. Yeah. And that's just, it's really, really, really important. So I like that we got onto that and we, we kind of reiterated that this is important for people. Okay. So tell us a little bit about what you have going on for the rest of this year. So we're kind of almost hitting Q4, I guess. The the summer is ending. We're getting to that point. What do you have coming up for the closeout of this year and the beginning of 2023? Okay, so I have a few things going on. I'm closing out my Millionaire
0: Makers Tour with our tax trade show that's on September 17th here in New Orleans. Tickets are only $20. You can get that link in my bio. If you want to learn about the tax industry, meet some of the tax banks that we deal with here in the tax industry can get office startup funds without affecting your credit up to $100,000. If you want to get trained by the best woman in financial services, meet me at the Tax Industry Trade Show. And of course, our big finale will be in Cincinnati, Ohio. October 8th, I am linking up with uh, a young lady. She's my sister, India Cook. She is a tax preparer as well. She owns a service bureau, runs tax software as well. And we kind of learned together. I was there when she won like hustle of the year. And I was like, man, that is dope. I want to see other people win. And of course, you know, I believe in collaboration over competition. So I hit her up. I'm like, sis, I want to come to your city. We should do an event together. And we put that, that together. That is the finale on our tour. And for Q4, I am slowing down. I'm going to go ahead and start taking my continuing education courses with the IRS. I have to take 18 hours each year so I can remain certified and on the top of the IRS list as well. So I can always sharpen my skills and offer the best services and um, quality experiences and education to my students and tax firms that are under us. We have over 200 tax firms connected to our network as well as we have our private mentorship. I do group mentorship. I only take on five new mentor mentees a month. So we meet on every Thursday, go through a whole, like I told you, I start with Mindset. We go through a whole program centered around their business. Okay, so if you're struggling in your business or if you, Have You have a successful business, but you need some more structure. You may need some systems. You may need some passive income to get you by in your slow season, right? If you need any of those things, you need to join my mentorship. I have a a $50 a month mentorship group on Facebook as well. We drop grant lists in there. We have two monthly calls. We have our workbooks. We also drop tips and gems every single day about business credit, personal credit, tax preparation, tax planning, bookkeeping, everything financial as it relates to individuals and small businesses. We drop it in that in that particular group. Also, in 2023, we have our fourth annual wealth development summit. It's gonna be taxes in Toronto. So we're only accepting 40 attendees. And we'll have four speakers. I can let y'all know two of the speakers who will be coming back this year. One is Karita Cloud. She is the systems and scaling expert. She has helped me scale my business. Once I hit seven figures, I told myself, listen, I'm not a millionaire. I just made my company, not just me, my company made a million dollars, but I'm not a millionaire yet, right? And that was back in 2021. So, 2022, we closed out with 7.4 million in tax revenue. That's only tax revenue. Keep in mind, my business has multiple streams of revenue, only tax revenue, doing tax preparation. That's not teaching. That's not coaching. That's not mentoring any of that. Right. She helped me put together a plan to catapult that 1 million to $7.4 million. Also, I have my coach, Justin Richardson, who is the BNB guru. Notice I didn't say Airbnb. He's the b guru. So he's helped me and my husband jump into real estate, tap into our, we have our portfolio built up now. We have five locations around the world, one in Houston, one in Dallas, Miami, and two in New Orleans. Um, we're looking to get 10 doors by 2023. And of course, 2023, I want to Begin my retirement plan. That's my exit strategy. So I'm just documenting a journey, helping people along the way. And I want to build generational wealth. So definitely tap in with me, Drika M. Carter on all platforms. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. I'm very relatable. I'm very reachable. And we respond. I am the only the owner of the only 24 hour world development firm. If you can't afford my services, we have resources. I have some books out there for you. You can pick up the money manual, which is all things taxes. If you want to just learn about taxes, read about taxes, be able to prepare your own taxes and be knowledgeable about it purchase the money manual. If you want to have a do-it-yourself guide to fixing your personal credit, whether you have been divorced, whether you're a single parent, whether you are uneducated about credit and you just want to start building your credit, right? Because no credit is bad credit. I want you to purchase credit construction. Me and my husband wrote that book because both of our credit was in the low 400s, but we were making money. So we felt like we don't need credit. But cash is cool, but credit is king, y'all. So if you need help building your credit and you cannot afford to pay a professional to fix your credit or build your credit for you, Credit Construction is the book for you. If you want to start building your business credit, I wrote Enrich to Get Rich, which is a step-by-step DIY guide to building your business credit. That means getting your business structure in order, making sure that you have your EIN number, making sure that you have your 1-800 number, your business email address. And when I say business email address, I don't mean Carter Capital at Gmail. I mean info at cartercapitalpllc.com. I mean enroll at cartercapitalpllc.com. I mean support at Carter Capital PLLC.com, right? Y'all get it. I mean Drika at cartercapitalpllc.com, right? You need to have these things in place before you apply for business credit. These are one of the things why people always get denied, right? So Enrich to Get Rich is the book for that. You want to have your virtual address. You want to have... If you don't have a commercial location, grab that virtual address, right? And this book guides you step by step, literally, what to do. You want to have that NAV account filled out. You want to apply for those net 30s. And when you apply, you want to make sure that you can get approved. So basically, making sure you do your homework, and step, taking this step by step guide having patience building that score up building that paydex score up you know not just watching the gurus tell you you want to get a, a car in your business name with just your EIN number and jumping out there and paying for a course and then failing epically right if we're going to fail we're going to fail forward so we're going to be <laughs> we're going to be innovative about even winning or failing right we're going to make it sure that we're able to kill a game when we come in a game so you can also get all three which is the Carter book bundle for only $149 on my website. So definitely tap in with me either way. If you want a service, if you want to take a course, or if you want to do DIY products, definitely tap in with us here at Carter Capital.
1: Perfect. That was perfect. Everything we needed right there. I loved it. Thank you so much for giving all the gems, all the information. Y'all, Drika is also on Clubhouse. And if you're looking for more you know definitely check her out there. I love your Instagram, the the drinka page. Um it, for me it's it's more family, right? It's more you, but it is cool to see the person behind the business. And I think we need to do more of that as as entrepreneurs, especially because there are a lot of people that we can choose from. So why not get to learn about the person that you're working with? I think it it makes It makes it easier to trust this person, especially with something as important and as personal as your credit, business credit, business, taxes. I mean, this is really important stuff. You want to make sure you're choosing the right people and that you understand what they're saying and that they can make it make sense for you. Um, I remember my mom went to a financial advisor and that person was just not on the same page as her and vice versa. Like They were two totally different people. And well, I know that's if important she had to Yep, that's important, making sure that's why you have to have that consultation
0: in the beginning before you just pay people. I like to book a, a call, making sure that we have that consultation. I'm on the same page. We fit each other. I can help you. I'm living up to your expectations and, you know, your rules and responsibilities also as a client.
1: Yeah, it's important. It's important. And I think we can go farther when we know who we're working with. Um, because again, we we trust them. We know that that person has our best interest at heart and not what the masses are doing or what maybe they would be doing or what they feel like you should be doing based on X, Y, and Z factors. Um, this is important. So definitely make sure you tap in with Drika on Instagram. You guys know my handle. It's at WhitneyDanielleCo underscore. If you don't, make sure you tap in with us because we're going to go live on Instagram. If you have any questions for Drika, like she said, her DMs are open. So reach out to her. She's super nice. She'll be able to direct you. If you are not ready yet for her services, then definitely check out some of the resources and tap in and follow along. Because again, learning from people's mistakes, learning from their clients' mistakes, it will save you so much drama and headaches and back and forth. And you know what I mean? And probably some money um, just by paying attention, just by keeping your eyes open. I get that money is not everyone's like exciting thing to, you know, a lot of us like to see the cat videos on Instagram and the TikToks and I get it. I really, really do. But I will tell you right now, having a mixed group of people on my social media platforms has been a game changer I from having people who are in the health and fitness industry to people who are um, experts, whether it's in money, relationships, skincare, hair care, nail care. I mean, you name it. And that I know not all of that's business related, but think about your business and the different layers to it, making sure you're following. We have CPAs that have been on the show. We've had people who are working in SEO That's what they do. They do SEO and website building. And we've had tons of social media conversations. There are people out there. It's important to follow a variety of people who can help you in your business to make it better and to save you time. And I think we have to spend more of our attention, right? Put more of our attention on some of the things that are going to actually help us. The cat videos are cool. And believe me, I watch them every day but it is important to make sure you're following the right people to help you move and hit your goals. Um, So that being said, Trika, it was so nice to have you on the show. Thank you for making time to be here all the way from new Orleans, virtually, obviously, but this was so so much fun. Super, super, super knowledgeable. And I appreciate everything. Thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. All right, y'all we'll see you next week for another episode. Y'all take care.